Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1016, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other uh, credible uh, commentary or study Bible. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where the Bible says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and cause them to understand the reading. <clears throat> the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the church would be revived and the world would be awakened by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most beautiful, most powerful, most magnificent, most loving, and most important words in the history of the world to mankind. When Jesus Christ said one night to an audience of one, a crusade of one, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Can you remember a time that you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? I can. In spite of being raised in church all of my life, my dad being a popular gospel singer and preacher, my mother being a preacher as well, they took us to church from the time we were born until we left home. I was so sick of church, I was running away from church, I didn't know I was running away from God. But on December the 19th, 1979, after all of that religion and all of that church, <clears throat> which never led me to Jesus Christ, never told me that I was going to hell, just religion. And the greatest enemy of getting saved is religion. I said the greatest enemy to getting truly born again and serving God for real is religion. Church. Yeah, even church, sad to say. 
you can die and go to hell from the church pews quicker than you can die and go to hell from the bar. Very dangerous situation. And that's a trick of the devil. See, okay, I'm not talking about church membership. I'm not talking about how many times you went to church. I'm not talking about how faithful you have been to church. That means nothing. That means nothing. I don't care how much money you gave to church. That means absolutely nothing. I don't care how much you have worked for the church. That means nothing. None of that will save you. Working in the church won't save you because you don't have enough time. <clears throat> paying, giving money to the church, paying your dues, as we used to say, like it was some kind of a, a Masonic lodge. That's where they got it from, paying the dues. That, that, that was not biblical. And I remember a family member, when they didn't go to church, they were, I don't know where they got this from, but they would wrap the money in a handkerchief and to take this to the church for me. That's my dues. But giving money to the church will not save your soul because you don't have enough money. Getting baptized won't save your soul. I got baptized at the age of 12. I remember it to this day. It was a beautiful Sunday. I didn't even know they had water underneath the pulpit of that old church. But they did, and they baptized me right there. I went down a dry center, came up a wet center, lost as a goat in the Kentucky Derby. Lost. A lady tried to ask me one time, uh, 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 am I saved? And I told her, no. Well, you're Reverend Daniel White Jr.'s son, aren't you? I, I said, yes. Well, surely you're saved, she said with a smile. I, said, I, I tried to tell her I was not. I knew I was not saved. I, I believe all people who are not saved, they know it. Because God wants you to get saved. He's not going to let you be deceived like that. Deep down in your heart, you know that you're not born again. You know that you are not saved. You know that you have not met the Lord Jesus Christ. See, I remember meeting Jesus Christ. December the 19th, 1979. Religion can't save you and you cannot live the Christian life with just religion. You're going to get tired. You're going to get sick of it. You're, not going, to, you don't, you're going to be a person who does not want to be bothered with it all of the time. See, the, Becoming a Christian is a 100% everyday thing all day. <laughs> you can't fake this. You religious people. And I'm preaching large, largely to a bunch of church folks. Most church people are lost and on their way to a devil's hell. I believe it with all of my heart. I believe that most people in the church are not wheat but tares. And I call them terrorists. I believe that most preachers are lost and on their way to a devil's hell. That's why 70% of them quit during the coronavirus plague. Because they were hirelings. They just took the job for money. 
and prestige. They were never called by God because they, they have never been saved by God. See, And so you might be in that number. Religious, but lost. And so this passage is for you. These words of Jesus Christ are for you, my dear friend. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life in heaven by simple faith in Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou and you shall be saved. It's not about church membership, whether or not you join the church. May I say something to you? Huh? That's not, that's not where it's at. Getting baptized, you say, well, I got baptized when I was 12. I did too, and I was lost when I came out of the water and was acting lost. And you're lost too if you're depending upon that. I've been in the church all of my life. And if you don't get saved, you're going to go to hell for uh, forever. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as he has said. Go by what Jesus Christ said. For God so loved the world. That means that God loves you. No matter what you have done or who you are, what family you come from. Religious or irreligious. Red, yellow, black or white. You're precious in God's sight. You may not be, we, we may not be precious in each other's sight. Because of our sinful, wicked nature. But God does not have that. He loves everybody the same. He has no respect of persons. He loves everybody. For God so loved the world, that includes you. Are you in this world? Let's, let's just ask some questions here and answer them. Are you in this world? Okay, then he loves you. You say, I, I just feel so dirty and unworthy. You know, I've been a prostitute. I've been a homosexual. Uh, I've committed adultery. And uh, I've stolen things, and I just feel so unworthy. I feel, you know, I have an inferiority complex. We all do because we are unworthy, because we are wicked sinners by nature. And so we're constantly feeling uh, guilty. Why? Because we keep on producing sins. We have a sinful nature. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody from the president on down, from the pope on down, from the prime minister on down, from the pastor on down, from even Pastor Joel Osteen on down. We all have sinned against God. Every last one of us, we're wicked, we're evil, we're depraved. And don't put any sin past anybody, don't be shocked. what people have done and what they're doing you you just as wicked you may maybe you didn't do it you thought about it though and wish you could have done it 
Do you know God is so merciful and gracious uh, to us that there's some things that people have thought of, thought of doing wickedness, they thought of doing, and God didn't give you the opportunity. God, God prevented it from happen, happening because it would have destroyed your life. Do you know that? Huh? Yes, you have free will, but God can block you. <laughs> You thought about doing it, and if the opportunity was there, you would have done it, but God blocked you. That's love for you. You just can't, you see, some of you, some of you are evil, and you know you're evil, and you're thinking about doing evil like, like some other person has done, but God has blocked you. you. You don't even have the opportunity to do it, but you got, got it in your wicked heart to do it, if you could. This is, as the songwriter said, my father's world. And so, dear friend, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. You understand that? That means your payment, part of your payment for your sin is death. Your payment for sin is death. That's physical death and then spiritual death in hell forever. Eternal death. Your initial death from this earth, which is a tragedy, which don't take lightly and don't don't believe the false philosophers and false preachers who tell you, you know, well, you know, death is a continuation of life. No, it's not. Do you hear me? <laughs> no, it's not, my dear friend. Uh uh. That means you're dead and you're gone from this place. This beautiful place, by the way, called Earth. Now, heaven is going to be magnificent, even better than Earth. But let me, let me tell you something. God did something. Big time. With Earth. There's nothing wrong with Earth. There's something wrong with us. See. See. This is why some of you tried to escape your country and go to the Virgin Islands or go to Jamaica Land or go to uh, Bahamas and you think that things are going to be better down there. Have you found out yet that things are not better down there or no place else or any place else in the world? Why? Because it's the same wicked sinner evil you going to those beautiful places and, and as soon as you land there you defile it. And your problems don't leave you. The plane did not dissolve your problem that you had in Atlanta or Dallas or San Diego. It's the same evil, wicked, depraved you. And you go down there doing the same things you were doing up here, which causes you problems down there. See, there's nothing wrong with the earth. The earth is beautiful. Uh, one time I was in the Virgin Islands and I went to the beach and the water was so blue it was green. Whatever that is, some of you scientists out there would like to tell me, I know, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the, what scientific term you got for it. I'm saying to you, the water was so blue, it was green. And you can see the fish swimming around in the water. But that didn't change me. It didn't solve the problems I had when I boarded the plane to go down there. 
and going to the Virgin Island, uh, the Virgin Islands would not solve your problems. Why? Because you are a, you are a depraved, wicked sinner. And the wages of our sin, the payment, the paycheck that we're going to receive at the end of our life for our sins is death. And what God wants you to understand is that if you, if God will allow you to die from this earth because you are a sinner, this beautiful ball called earth that is hanging on nothing. See, the reason why people thought for many years that the earth was flat is because in our minds, we, we want things on a foundation. God is so awesome. To help you believe in him, he put a ball out there in the universe called earth and made it perfect for mankind. It is the, if you will, garden of Eden of the universe. It is magnificent. And if we had not sinned and disobeyed God, this place would be dynamite. We're the ones who have messed it up and defiled it. Because God is holy. And when God issues his commandments, do not eat of that tree. He means that. And all of us have a tree in this garden that he does not want us to eat from. See? God is serious about obedience. And since we have not obeyed him, we are depraved, wicked sinners who continue to sin. We produce sin. We manufacture sin. We make up sin. That's the wicked nature of sin. And so we die. And if God will allow you to die from this earth, God wants you to understand. And hear me well on this because you don't understand this and you don't believe it. But I'm telling you, you better believe it. I'm telling you. Because when God says something, it's going to be done, man. Okay? And that is, if God will allow you to die from this beautiful creation called earth, hanging on nothing but his word. If it dropped a little bit, we would freeze to death. If it jumped up a little higher, we would burn to death. What are you talking about, man? There's a God somewhere talking about evolution. My foot. Are you kidding me? That you came from a tadpole that turned into this and turned into a frog and the frog turned into a Cro-Magnon and all that. Beyonce didn't come from no tadpole or ape. A monkey. Nothing so beautiful can come from such a creature. No, no. Come on, man. Come on now. Huh? And what God wants you to understand is that if he will allow you to die from this place called earth, he will allow you to go to hell 
to spend eternity because of your sins if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now if somebody had told me that when I was a youngster I would have gotten saved then I believe because I don't like pain I don't like uh, I, I, I don't want to go to hell. Uh, I believe that I would have gotten saved if they would have presented the gospel to me like that. The bad news and then the good news. Now going to, going to hell is the bad news. Now here's the good news. Again, for God so loved the world. These, this, this comes from Jesus Christ himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He is the only begotten son. And it just so happens that he's the one saying these most important words in the history of the world. The most transcendent words, the most glorious words in the history of the world, and the most important words for you and for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that word whosoever means anybody in any time, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in his sight. Whosoever means anybody at any time, whosoever believeth in him, what does believeth mean? Have faith in Jesus Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. Depend upon Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ. Whosoever believeth in him. Not believeth in church membership. Not believeth in a pastor. Not believeth in baptism. Not believeth in giving money to the church. Not believeth in giving uh, uh, time to the church. Believeth in him. See, if you, if you trust in anything else, like church membership or baptism, Jesus Christ died in vain. And my friends, he did not, listen to me very carefully, I'm telling you now. Jesus Christ did not die in vain. God's not going to let you trust in anything else to get saved. Well, I did good over here and I worked in the church. That means nothing. If you're not first believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting in him and him only for your salvation because Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. By me. Not church building. Not uh, speaking in some unknown tongue. Not in baptism, not in singing in the choir, not in being a preacher, not in giving money to the church, not in, in, in giving your time to the church, none of that. These are some good things that ought to be done after you get saved. But in order to get saved, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or you will perish, perish in hell forever continuously it's not that you're going to burn up and this that's going to be it because that, that's what the devil is telling some of you oh you're going to go to hell and burn up and that's going to be it nope see the eternal soul cannot die yeah. you're going to you're going to spend eternity somewhere either in heaven or hell and god does not play god loves everybody he but you must understand he's already proven his love 
by sending his son to suffer, to bleed, and to die a cruel death for you and for me. That's love for you, to pay for your sins. And if you don't believe in him, you will not get saved. Now, does God want you to go to hell? No. That's why we're still here in this crazy world right now. Why? Because of him. He's waiting on you. He waited on me. For 19 years. Of all that religion. Lost and on my way to hell. For some reason. He. For some reason he had me to pray a prayer. If, if I would title it. It was a prayer that was titled. Uh, Lord show me the light. That's what I prayed. I, I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't know why God spoke to me like that. I don't know. I, I can't explain that. I was lost and, and, and a heathen. I was all about them girls. That's the fact. All about them girls. That's all I was. I, like that girl who sang all about that bass. I was all about that those girls. That's it. Wicked as the devil. Lost and on my way to hell and didn't even know it. That's frightening. But somehow throughout those, those years, 19 years, far back as I can remember, I started praying, Lord, show me the light. And on December the 19th, 1979, he showed me the light. Okay. <laughs> and I remember it. my life has been changed ever since and you must understand I hated my dad for, because he was a preacher and I carried his name I was so mortified to be his son that's a fact One, I can't, because he was a popular preacher and everybody anytime I would try to talk to a girl or something and then you know they would oh you you Daniel White Reverend Daniel White Jr. son oh God da 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 and I wanted to be the baddest out of the bunch. See. And uh, it wasn't until December 19th, 1979. God waited on me. And there were several times I could have died and gone to hell. We did some very dangerous things back in those days. That kids don't. I mean they should not be doing today. And I thank God he waited on me. And God is waiting on you right now. And God is giving you an opportunity to get saved by his grace right now. Saved from what? Saved from hell, man, woman. Saved from hell. That ultimately, that's what it's about. Because God wants you to be a part of the divine uh, reset up in heaven. Don't miss that. I would encourage you not to miss that. Get saved today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, in Jesus, should not perish, should not go to hell to perish forever. In rivers and lakes and oceans of fire. And I'm telling you, Jesus Christ preached on hell more than he preached on heaven. 
Jesus Christ preached on hell more than he, uh, uh, more than the apostles and more than the prophets. Jesus Christ was a hellfire and brimstone preacher because he knew what he was going to do for uh, you and me. He was going to die, give up his perfect, innocent life. Jesus Christ never sinned, even though he was tempted. He never sinned against God in word, thought, or deed. So he didn't die for himself. He died for us and shed his holy, precious blood for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And all you have to do is believe in him and believe his gospel. Call on his name and pray and ask him to save you from hell. And then you will have everlasting life. Are you ready to give your heart to Jesus? Are you ready to believe in him? Are you ready to do what the Bible says? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's do it right now. I will help you as Michael Lewis helped me. Pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly by lying, by stealing, by lusting, by co coveting, by dishonoring and disobeying my parents. by uh, disobeying you, by taking your name in vain, and many other sins I've committed against you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Help me to change. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer and you believed in your heart as Jesus instructed you to do, in him, in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
according to the Word of God, according to the words of Jesus Christ himself, you are now saved from hell and you now have eternal life. To help you to grow in your newfound faith in Christ, I have a little free book for you. You can download instantaneously and start reading immediately at GospelLightSociety.com titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Uh, this book will help you get started right and give you uh, everything you need to grow and become the disciple, the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, you can email us at the email that's on your platform, or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. Let us know that you got saved so that we can uh, pray for you, send you more information, and uh, rejoice with you. And you can also send in prayer requests, questions, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Also, go to Gospel Light Society podcasts, and we have thousands of podcasts that will give you a Bible college education and a seminary education uh, if you will listen to the podcast. It's free of charge, and they will help you to grow uh, even more than the book. And so uh, that is all available to you free of charge. Uh, listen and be blessed and grow in God's grace and be encouraged in the faith. At this time, my beloved, we're going to resume uh, the standing between the living and the dead service at the point of our Bible study, the scripture and the sense. And for those of you who just got saved, this will be your first true Bible study. Today, we are reading Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through still feel like singing but I'm not because I can't sing and when they were departed behold the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream saying arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word. <clears throat> Pardon me. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod. 
that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying out of Egypt have I called my son let me say right off of the bat which is not in my notes um, this is not a parallel but it's just interesting uh, <clears throat> some would call it trivia but there was another man who went down to Egypt uh, the brother of Solomon until Solomon died I believe that's how it goes no parallel no connection I'm just just bringing that up for those of you who read the whole Bible uh, you can you just remember things uh, like that but the other thing I want to say right off the bat uh, is that to all of the people of this world all of uh, the mighty women of the world who uh, think that you can raise a family by yourself and all of that God thinks differently because see this right here what God is doing with Joseph his son stepfather because he was not the father he was a stepfather but this takes muscle to do what needed to be done here and God entrusted Joseph and instructed Joseph take my son basically my son Jesus and his mother see you need a man to do this right here there's some things my uh, all-powerful women of today that you need a man for preferably your husband and not somebody you have sex with every now and then to get him to do something for you that's not the way God wants you to do that and you're gonna suffer the consequences of that in your heart your mind your soul and your spirit uh, so don't do that if you want a man in your life to handle manly things uh, you get married you humble yourself down you submit to your husband and he's there all the time to help you with things that a man needs to do okay now God gave Joseph the privilege to help raise the Son of God and to protect the Son of God and I believe God is saying to men and women that uh, you need if you want to have children and get you know uh, and, 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 and do things the right way and have sex the right way you need a man you don't need another woman you, you need a man to guide you and to lead you and to help pave the way for you see and, and some of you women are working too hard trying to be the man you understand what I'm saying and it, what happens you get angry you become bitter you become resentful 
some of you young women who are hell-bent on leaving uh, your father's home to, to live on your own and all of that. You become hardened, hateful, stubborn, rebellious. If you don't get married to a man and you become mean and, and, and then you get messed over by some man and then you become bitter and angry at all men, including your father. Because you did it the wrong way. Why? Because you're proud and you're stubborn and you're arrogant. And then when you get caught up into wokeism, uh, then you truly begin to hate men and despise men, you women. And, and, and some of you men become homosexuals and you looking for a man when you ought to be looking for a woman. Uh, and and, and uh, now you want to take up causes uh, that have already been dealt with. And you add that on to your shoulders and uh, you end up becoming a, an angry, bitter, uh, warlock or witch of a person. You're, ne you're never happy about anything. You're mad as the devil and you used to not be that way. If you don't do things, I don't care what you think or who you think you are. If you don't do things the way God has designed them. It's going to turn out being a mess in your life. And if you if you are uh, pharisaically proud, then it's very likely you're not going to repent. You're not going to come back. And you're not going to get it right. And you're not going to uh, change your ways. And some of you are going to die young because of your pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness in trying to be everything or doing things the wrong way. Trying to have sex with a woman, a woman being a, 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 um, a woman and trying to have sex with a woman, being a lesbian, trying to make a woman your man. And what oftentimes ends up with that, you end up with great anger towards one another to the point of killing one another. I uh, believe that this woman who cut off this other woman, supposed to be her friend, hid and put her in a bag. I, I believe they were in, a, were in a lesbian situation. I do believe. And as I have told you many times, you do not want to cross a homosexual, a lesbian or a homosexual, male, male homosexual. You talk about uh, a woman being scorned, but you haven't seen anything when a homosexual has been scorned, a male homosexual or a female homosexual. They'll kill you. They're very, very, extremely demonically vindictive. So, that's, that's all free. Uh, but God here, God gave his son an earthly father because sometimes when you got to move from Israel down to Egypt you need a man woman and not some higher some uh, you know rent a man you need a husband because uh, you're gonna have to pay the, the rent a man and it's probably going to be 
uh, sexually uh, done to pay him. You got to do some something nasty and filthy with a stranger to get him to move you down to Egypt. Oral sex or some other kind of sex because you're renting a man uh, when you could have a husband and should have a husband to help you in life. That's God's way. And not, not your girlfriends, your militant girlfriends who act like they're a man. Got their hair all cut and these are your soldiers. And, and they're making you into a lesbian too. With their little short haircuts and male clothes and so forth. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that was Matthew chapter 2 that I just read in your hearing, verses 13 through 15. Now here is the sense of it, here is the understanding of it, uh, if you will, with the help of the Holy Ghost and uh, the help of Dr. Matthew Henry. Egypt had been a house of bondage to Israel and particularly cruel to the infants of Israel. Yet it is to be a place of refuge to the Holy Son of God, the child Jesus. God, when he pleases, listen to this well, get this now, pay attention, God, when he pleases, can make the worst of places serve the best of purposes. Never, may I say, never underestimate what God can do in any given situation. This was a trial of the faith of Joseph and Mary, but their faith being tried was found firm. If we and our infants, infants are at any time in trouble, let us remember the straits in which Christ was when an infant. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for what you gave me and what you gave Dr. Matthew Henry. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. Help us to learn the lessons from the reading of this passage. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. 
First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. 
I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. So, Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so, please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of my sins past. And help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now I may be traveling here over the next few days. and uh, But I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you until next time. <laughs>